Well, listeners, it's that time of the week again. It's time to settle into your cozy armchair and uh, put on some smooth socks and listen to another episode of Cosmic Crit. We've got a very special episode for you today. We're taking things back a little ways to a simpler time, an age of wonder and magic, and we sure hope you enjoy it. A little housekeeping before we get started. Some of you may have heard of a little get-together called PAX East, and, uh, well, folks, we're gonna be there. And we hope to see you there as well. If you're gonna be in Boston over the next week, let's say 4th through the 8th, we hope you'll stop by. Say hey to us. We'll be around the convention hall on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, and we'd dearly like to meet you. As a matter of fact, we've had these beautiful lapel pins manufactured just for this event, so we can hand those out to you, dear listeners, because it's about time we gave something back. So we hope to see you there. If you want to catch up with us, you can follow us on Twitter or on Discord. Both of those are available over at CosmicCrit.com Suggest you go ahead and give us a follow over on there and keep it locked in on the 4th through the 8th and you might just be able to meet your favorite podcasters and then you might just be able to meet the crew from Cosmic Crit. Well, listeners, without any more ado, I believe it's time to start this here episode up. Introducing episode... X04 Pronk Finder Pick up your power-ups and double jump with me into this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. Hi, everybody. It's me, Patrick, your VGM, your video game master, and your mild Italian stereotype that, for some reason, is socially acceptable. I'm here eating mushrooms and spicy flowers to gain their powers and fighting reptiles to save a princess. And this week on Cosmic Crit, we're taking a crit stop to play another fun adventure in the lands of make-believe and digital whimsy. Welcome to Cosmic Mario World. Joining me in the player two spot are my five friends and players. To my left, a half pint denizen of the Mushroom Kingdom, Drew, playing player number one. Wahoo! To his left, jump on this turtle's back and you can use his shell like a bowling ball. It's Jabert, playing player number two. Parmigiana, Patrick, Parmigiana! Indeed. Across the digital table, the tall brother of our hero, who's a mean green fireball throwing machine miles playing player three here we go to his left the princess that can rescue herself with a sword made out of energy rebecca playing player number four peachy i heard she jumps higher too and to my right a horrific fire breathing lizard guarding a bridge tyler playing player number five 
Right. So welcome, everyone, to another special episode of Cosmic Crit. And this week, most of us are in Boston for the Penny Arcade Expo. So I thought that a video game episode intro might be might be a good time to throw that one out there. Uh, so while we take a week off to play video games in real life, uh, yeah, I thought this would be super appropriate. And this week's intro was suggested by uh, Dietreth over on our Crittermander Discord server where we have fun chats about how stupid the intros to the show are. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, join up. I think there's a link in the episode description. We are very excited because we give away fun stuff over there. We get to interact with the friend, uh, the fans of the show, the Crittermanders. And, yeah, we, we got some cool exclusive giveaways going on in April um, just for the fans that, that join up. So you don't want to miss out. Miles, you have a good time there, right? I have a great time. I basically live there. Yeah, no, you set up a little uh, little tent in the closet. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in the the grand tradition of our special episodes, uh, of which this is, I think, number four. You know, we we've explored a haunted ship. Uh, we've listened to Absalom Station radio commercials and ascended a tower uh, on Absalom Station as Skittermanders. So I tried to come up with something equally fun for. Uh, this our April Fool's episode. Uh, are you are you guys excited about what I have uh, in store? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you are, aren't you? I I'm, I'm excited. I'm 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 curious what we have to to play because I know we're not playing Starfinder as we know it. We are not. You are not. So this episode it starts very far away from where we last left off in both time and space, and you all find yourselves walking down a dirt road in what looks like a very forested path in an idyllic pastoral setting. And you are not yourselves either. You're not playing your normal characters this week. What? So let's go around and talk about who and what you're playing uh, as we we dive into some fantasy fun. Uh, uh, So you guys have got a a basic description of your character, who you are. Let's go through them. Drew, player number one, uh, (laughs) what's your character's name? I am playing Guy Snacks of Gizbrak, the honest, heartfelt, and caring hapling sorcerer. What ho, travelers? What ho, indeed. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. I'm I'm liking that voice. Uh, player number two, Jabert, who are you playing? I'll be playing Andal the Seventh, a curmudgeonly and a, a not-quite-bright half-orc barbarian. Hmm. Amazing. Um, player number three, Miles, who you got? <laughs> oh, I'm Samus Mayo the Tricky, a helpful and kind-hearted dwarven thief. Excellent, excellent. And Rebecca, who are you playing today? I am Astoria, the speedy half-elf archer and cruel mercenary. Yes, you are. Way into character, everybody. This is, this is frightening to me. Um, last but not least, obviously, is Tyler. Tyler, who you got? I humbly submit myself, Eldril Vralberries, the wise and weak two-and-a-half-foot kobold cleric of Serenray. <laughs> oh, look, Rod Sterling's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, oh, 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 sick burn there, stupid barbarian. <laughs> uh, I, I had way too much fun making up these characters and trying to make them as 
opposite as your Starfinder characters <laughs> as possible. Uh, yeah, so you guys are all an adventuring party, and you're traveling through the fey-haunted woods of Bakar Forest in Galerion. And you all have set out together looking for the settlement of Logholm. Now, you all met in a tavern, obviously, where all adventuring parties get together to to plan their journeys. Uh, thrice days before uh, today, and at that time, you heard that a dragon had made its home in a nearby cave. And as adventurers, you were up to the task. As pathfinders and heroes, you set out to see it killed and claim the bounty on its head. Guys, we're in fantasy mode right now this week. Mm. Yeah, people people <laughs> tune into this Starfinder podcast to uh, hear all about like spaceships and stuff. Nuh-uh, not this week. Went retro. Sorry, so you're talking, you're walking. What do you got to say to yourself, uh, adventurers? It's up to us. No, I guess you go right ahead. <laughs> okay, all right. All right try, try, try again. Try again. Uh, please, Miles, go ahead and say your piece. Everyone stay on guard, for evil is afoot. It is up to us to rid the woods of this dastardly dragon. <laughs> Perhaps we will be rewarded with some golden coin for our troubles. We will need the favor of Seven Ray on our side, and good luck to win this day. Then let us work together, friends, for we are adventurers on a quest. As you're walking along this path, though, this you know little piece of uh, dirt road going through the forest, of course you're attacked by a giant band of goblins. <gasps> we're we're in initiative turn order. On guard, friends. Already, so you guys all have various implements, uh, weapons, and what have you, and uh, they're all they're all not super effective as you are, but lowly uh, beginning adventurers. But you need to wield them because there are six goblins that come out of the woods, and they they look like they are ready to draw blood. First in the turn order is Rebecca <laughs> playing Astoria. This is perfect. I eat goblins for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what what is the story I want to do? She's gonna move down to the south and, and I think she's an archer, right? She is. So she's, got, she's got a dinky short bow. Okay, great. So I'm gonna take out my short bow. Can I target the goblin furthest to the south? Alright, so make a D twenty attack roll. That's a two. <laughs> Uh, your your arrow goes right into the tree you're standing by, but like pierces that tree very well. If that was a goblin, it would probably be dead. Next in the turn order is Drew, plain Guy Snacks. So so what kind of implements does Guy Snacks have? He's a sorcerer, so he must also have a, a, a spell or two that he could sling as well. Um, yeah, I, I would imagine a, a pretty. A uh, weak fireball, maybe some some lightning attacks, a cone of cold, something along those lines. Hold fast, friends! I'm going to cast fireball on the one of the goblins to the north. Uh, let's see. You've rolled a nine. Very weak goblins. That's a hit. Ha ha! So go ahead and roll me a d4 plus one. That's a four. Four, da- five damage, so plus one. Uh, yeah, that is enough. You send this goblin 
burning to a crisp, and he falls to the ground saying, Ah, flea! Take that, scoundrel! Next in the turn order is... Tyler, playing Edril Varobars. It is very hard to say, young one. I do not blame you for getting it wrong. It is Edril Varalberries. And I would like to send Sarenray's holy light against my enemies with a magical attack. I have rolled a two. A two. That is also a miss. Which brings us to Jabert playing Andal the Seventh. Yes, 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 yes. Let's see here. Let's see here. I'm going to charge at a goblin, but... Drew is standing in the way. I mean, sorry, Guy Snacks is standing in the way. So I'm going to overrun Guy Snacks. Okay, that happens. You're on the ground, Guy Snacks. <laughs> uh, go ahead and make me that attack roll. Okay, that's a two. <laughs> what is going on? Excellent, excellent. I've I've made these guys all but <laughs> impossible to miss. You guys are. <laughs> Amazing at these games. Um, they're also at the bottom of turn order. Uh, Miles, you are next playing Semis Mail. All right, so I, I'm, I'm a thief, so I guess I would have like maybe throwing daggers. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> have at the foul villain. <laughs> that's not a two. Nat, natural 20. <laughs> so go, go ahead and roll 2d4 plus two. Yes, All right. Nine. So, uh, three plus four, seven plus two is nine. This one here, is that right? Okay, so he's dead, dead. Your <laughs> your dagger blade <laughs> goes through his neck, lops his head off, and it goes rolling away. And <laughs> for a moment, it, like, chases after its head. Uh, and, and the head oh, is then... Ah, oh, pronk, ah, oh, pronk. And it's dead. <laughs> That's not how you get ahead in life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He'll never be the head of a major corporation. <laughs> um, I'm glad you picked up what I was doing. Right. Thank you. I watched that movie last week. <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts already. Um, all right. So that that's your guys' turn. The goblins take their turn, and they're going to move in. I've hit with a few of them. Andal the seventh. This one that you charged brings a, a wicked-looking sword to bear. It would be a dagger on a normal-sized person. And it does five points of damage to you. Now, I should mention, everyone here only has 20 hit points. Oh, no, that sounds like a number that's relevant. Yes, well, I I just took away a quarter of them. Oh, no! It's a good amount. And the next attack is going, of course, to Samus Mail, the dwarf, as this one. He saw you cut his friend's head off, so he comes back for a vengeance. Only four points of damage. That takes us back to the top of the turn order. I will take out another arrow. I like goblin on a stick. (laughs) And she stabs him with the arrow. It'll be just as effective if you shoot the arrow, so go right ahead. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 19. 19, that is a hit. Go ahead and roll d4 plus one. So it's right. five. Max damage, yeah. It's it's dead. You stab the arrow right through its eyeball, uh, through the back of its head, and it goes down and says, Why, though? And ha, it's, ha, 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 ha. It's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> next is Drew. Drew, uh, plain 
Got snacks of Gizbrack. I tell tell you, goblins, if you desire to stand down or we will smite you. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, no, they they do not stand down. Then I cast Cone of Cold. Blowing some cold air in their direction. That is a a hit. Go ahead and roll me that damage. It's a four. Also dead. Uh, You turn it into an ice cube and then it does that thing where it it breaks up, like it starts cracking and then there's a pile of frozen goblin meat on the ground. These guys need to cool out. (laughs) You know chill out's a thing, right? (laughs) Everybody, freeze! (laughs) Can it be... Everybody be chilly. Ice to meet you. Every week. (laughs) Oakley, Oakley, that was Drew's turn. Tyler, uh, Edril of Arrowberries. Wherever evil harms the good, I will be there to heal it. And I will move over to my friend, Andrell the Seventh. And I will... Heal him with the light of Saren Ray. Uh, okay, roll a d6 for me. My friend, you get three points of your health back yeah. to you. Just pat him on the shoulder. Give that give that good, good healing that you hear about with the clerics these days. Now go kill that very ugly creature. It's indeed <laughs> Andal the Seventh's turn. Jepper, what you got? I swing my mighty axe and cleave it in twain, probably. Oh, God. <laughs> I've rolled a seven. A seven from Andal the Seventh. That is a hit. Roll me that oh, damage. I bet it's a D4 on this great axe that I'm wielding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, a classic D4. Ooh, a maximum damage. Uh, yes, you do split <laughs> this goblin in half and, you know, right down the middle into two pieces. I have and done a great deed this day. Both, both of them... <laughs> Uh, sorry, both of them continue talking uh, <laughs> separately. It's like, ah, he killed us. Yeah, we're we're pronged and dead. And they fall uh, aside and into two different ditches. Oh, right. And almost last in the turn order, Miles playing uh, Samus Mail. All right. So uh, he's going to take one of his daggers and just uh, slash at his opponent in front of him. A three. <laughs> three. It's a three, which is not a two, which means that is a hit. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so just like three of us missed on this first on that yeah. first round because made we it, all rolled twos. I made it so easy, guys, and you guys still managed to mess up that first round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two plus one, three damage. That's enough. They have three hit points. That one's dead. Oh, oh it's a shame you weren't more headstrong. <laughs> wasn't wasn't everyone just go ahead and roll me a, a d20 now we can accomplish so much when we work together as a team good job guy snacks yes good job everyone we really did show those goblins what for i'm wearing this goblin as a hat and it looks good on you my friend it looks mm. good on you Thank you. I'm going to take it to the Absalom Fashion Show where I'll surely win the blue ribbon. All right. I'm, I'm going to need uh, most everyone's attention right now, but particularly Drew's. So, Drew, uh, what looks like a headless goblin, uh, you, you're the only one that notices it stand up 
from behind you, pick up a huge rock and just pelt it in your direction. And Guy Snacks of Gizbrak is clobbered in the head with it, uh, doing two points of damage. And yeah, your your bell is rung, and it more than just stuns you for a second while the other four are kind of looking over the, the goblins they've killed. And y- you kind of get double vision for a moment. <gasps> and all of a sudden you see the forest, and then you see the hack on the drift rider and the goblin bumfuzzle waving and screaming something at you you can't make out. And then the world around you freezes, and this dead goblin stands up and walks over to you. It's Cattywampus holding on to his severed head like a basketball between his two hands, and it begins to speak to you. The fantasy character persona, Drew, that that you had a moment ago, starts to melt away, and (laughs) the regular knack personality returns, and... Cattywampus says, You're awake! We, so, we have a bit of a problem. Well, what, are you, what, what are you guys talking about? We wanted to push you through some training while we were all aboard the ship, but we had Galara help us write a program, and we invited uh, a, a, a few additional activities, maybe made a few improvements to the holographic activity chamber in order to get you all ready for, you know, the challenges that lay ahead of you. It's called Galarian 2nd Edition, and we were really hoping to capture what it was like on the Lost Planet thousands of years ago. These guys need a playtest. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm. why are they not realizing we're having this conversation right now? Bumfuzzle just beat you in the head with a rock, but now we've been locked out of the holographic uh, activity chamber. So I, I think we're only going to be able to uh, communicate and speak with you. Um, so I'm, I'm very sad to report, but you might be our only connection as everyone else seems pretty in character right now. Um, uh, so just real quick, I'm very sorry, but we might have gone a bit too far with our inventions because all of you are in very grave danger because if you die in the game, you die in real life. Oh, prog. Where's that rock that you that you that you just threw at me? We've set up some defensive capabilities for the the hack. It's probably best if I just show you. A a small window uh out of the hologram opens up and you see the security camera feed in the hack. And out of the game, <laughs> Caddy Wampus enters wearing head-mounted holographic goggles and in the game he draws the dog slicer blade <laughs> and stabs digital knack <laughs> snacks of gizbrek stabs you in the leg and ah! in the, in the hack a a small robotic arm comes down from the ceiling carrying a survival knife and it lowers into the frame and stabs knack in the rib cage oh! ah! <laughs> uh, so you take 3 points of damage why 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 would you do this I just, I just really wanted to point out the how dangerous this was, and this is very dangerous. So I believed um, you. So right, this, this is all well and fine, but your compatriots have all bought into Galera's programming and think that they are their video game characters. Unfortunately, the only way to exit the program is to complete it, and that's by killing this dragon. 
Um, but they're going to be relying on you to get them through this because I, I think they're just going to throw themselves at it until they die, and, and that will be bad. All right. Uh, is there anything I can do to, to knock them out of character? Any any brass ring I can try to grab right now? Definitely not. We've used up <laughs> we've used up all of our Deus Ex Machinas just getting to you. Uh, I'm going to try and log into the system from another uh, computer on the ship, but yeah, we, we've been kicked out of the game. So, well, good luck, Knack. Good luck, Starfinder. So they only had one rock? Well, I I mean, you guys didn't stalk the Drift Rider with rocks, so who's That's that a great on? Point. That's, That's a great on point, Patrick. I know, point. I know. It's a real oversight. The goblin body derezzes, and you're left with the sound of crickets, Knack. And owls hooting in the the wind in the trees, and these your your four compatriots uh, in character celebrating uh, the killing the uh, goblin. Uh, say good good show, fellows. Uh, hey, Edril, uh, you want to uh, give me some healings and that good good healing magic? Ah, your your voice may have changed, but your heart remains devoted to the light of Seren Ray. Of course, I can heal you, friend. <laughs> oh, well, Saren Ray doesn't like you that much, unfortunately. There's only one point, one point of healing to you. He's, I... an, he's a non-believer in the world. You must have done something very bad. Are the adventuring heroes continuing down the path? And, and, and oh, wait, wait, the wait, dragon? wait, wait, wait. Um, I'm hungry for dragon eggs. Mm, me too. I am old and cannot move very fast. Please slow your pace. And and Astoria, don't don't wait, 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 what? No, come along, come along, little snacky man. You're traveling along this road, and you come across a merchant standing in front of a small wooden stall. He is a burly man with a simple shirt and pant leg, wears a long handlebar mustache and a bright green bow tie around his neck. He's also wearing a digital watch on his wrist. It seems the goblins are very bad at programming historical accuracy into their game. <laughs> <laughs> he, he invites you over. He waves his, his, his uh, digital watch arm and says, Greetings, weary travelers. Peruse my wares and make use of my tonics, tinctures, potions, and lotions. I was about to pack up for the day, but I have exactly five bottles left. Ando buys one. As does uh, Sam Zell. As you're looking them over, uh, they, you're not sure what exactly they are. He says, now the labels have come off and I'm not entirely sure which is which, but three of these concoctions are delicious potions of rejuvenative powers to mend your wounds and vigor you and fortify your health. Oh, and the other two are deadly, deadly poison. If, <laughs> if you want, you can have all five of the bottles free because of the mix-up. Uh, this, this unmitigated kerfuffle. Have at them. Well, I like those odds. And he takes a bottle. Uh, so do I have any of Knack's ability since I'm knocked out of the of the voice, or am I still only locked into Guy's abilities? What what ability do you want to use as Knack? Uh, to see if I can do a, <laughs> a life science check or a physical science check on some of these things to see if I can, uh, or, or a medicine check, actually, a medicine check to see if I can figure out which one is which. This will indeed break my fun, but go ahead and make me that roll. 14. Do, do you want to take one? Uh, I do want to take one, yes. Uh, you're pretty sure yours is good. Good to go. All right, then. Um, <laughs> keep dripping into the guy's voice. Uh, yeah, I think mine's good. I'm just going to hang on to this uh, right now. Does everybody want to take one? 
Does yes. every, everybody take yes. one of these? <laughs> yup. <laughs> Excellent. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> so, we're, we're just going to quote uh, Austin Powers all over this thing. <laughs> I too like to live dangerously. Uh, apparently, Knack, uh, everyone is overjoyed at this windfall and do take all the rest of the bottles. Uh, right, so you guys can continue walking down this road and you see yet another stall. And it's staffed by nearly the exact same vendor with the handlebar mustache. <laughs> but this one has red ascot instead of a green bow tie, so you know that the developers of this game spent a lot of time on their, on their <laughs> vendors. Uh, and he says, Greetings, weary travelers! Per- peruse my wares and make use of my swords and staves, bows and battle axes. I was about to pack up shop and leave, but lucky for you, I have five mystic and magical weapons left. They're they're laid out in front of him on a, on a table. What luck! I will take one, kind sir. Now I should mention that an evil warlock hit these bad man pajamas with some hoodoo earlier this week, and a couple of these have been cursed, cursed like you wouldn't believe. Curse up the wazoo, but the rest should be all good. And since I forget which ones are cursed, you can have them all for free. Your generosity shall be noted by Saren Ray. Ooh. I do love these curved daggers. <laughs> this longbow with the beautiful black arrows will be perfect. I want the lightning staff. No uh, wait, the daggers. Uh, no wait, the great. No. Yes, no. the great sword. Yes, yes, that is the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take the lightning staff, I guess. And that will leave me with this. Cold steel rapier, which I can use as a wonderful walking cane since my old one is about to give out. Knack pretty good with the lightning staff. <laughs> Gonna have to be. Uh, so you guys greedily snap up the weapons, and as you move further down the road, the, the horizon point passes and, and the shop disappears <laughs> into the forest. Right, so you're walking along, and the forest opens up. Uh, thins out a bit, and you hear before you the sound of a clear, babbling brook. A stream splitting the wood in two, and as you make your way forwards, you see a simple wooden bridge crossing the waters. Suddenly, a shadow passes overhead. It is that of a giant, winged beast, the dragon of legend, that haunts these woods, seems to have caught up with you, and marks a wide circle as it swings down on blood-red, leathery wings. What do you guys want to do? Andal is going to apply the potion to the greatsword. Excellent. Go ahead and roll me a d10. Mixing it up on me. That's a one. All right, I will tell you tell you what you got when you swing that when you swing that uh, greatsword. Um, what what about the rest of you? Uh, you, you see a, a bridge up ahead, the water, and it seems to be coming down right on top of you. Do you want to move yourselves forward? <sighs> Yeah, uh, Samus Mail is going to try to sneak, I guess, closer to the bridge uh, by this bush here. Uh, can you, can Raimi give me a stealth check? I don't, I don't know if that's like good or not for you. So 22. All right. So you sneak behind a bush. You can go ahead and move your character. Anybody else want to do anything? Yeah. Astoria is going to move over onto the bridge. Uh, Edril will just stand next to Andel. <laughs> Uh, is, are we in range to attack this dragon? Not at the moment. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, 
get ready and uh, let's hope if this thing pounces on one of us that we can surround it and maybe uh, do some damage. <coughs> that blood red hide will be beautiful with my black arrows. I am recording all of this and Alindra is going to be so embarrassed. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a weird thing to say no matter what. <laughs> uh, I'll be in my bunk. Even as a character. Um, right, so as the dragon lands on the, this road bifurcating the thick forest, it, it steps forward onto the bridge, lets out a primal screech with fire and smoke obfuscating its face. It stamps on the bridge, boom, boom, boom. Its back claws dig into the wood, making wide gashes and sending flinders flying behind it. As it rears up on its hind quarters, its wings begin to flap and a gale force wind nearly knocks all of you down as it kicks up dust and clears this haze of acrid black smoke from around its head, revealing its gruesome visage, that of the ship's dog, <laughs> whom Raimi calls Mr. McScruffin. <gasps> and it says, Bork Bork, <laughs> smiling and uh, pants a little bit with smoke escaping from its puppy grin. <laughs> Foul Dargan! <laughs> this was programmed by the goblins. <laughs> right, so it starts by barking, and <laughs> it lets out a massive jet of flame that spreads out over 30 feet from mouth. Uh, looks like both Samusmail and Astoria, I need you both to make a DC 13 reflex save. Now, this is going to be plus your Starfinder character's reflex so add your add your bonus. Hey, watch your step, Astoria. That's plus three. Plus three. <laughs> that works here, Mac. Oh yes. <laughs> so that's plus two to that too. That'll be a fifteen. All uh, right. So you're going to take half on this. Uh, Miles, go ahead and give me a, a reflex. <laughs> All right. So that was a one on that reflex. A fail. Samus Mal taking the full damage. Twelve points of fire damage. As it burns through you. Astoria, only taken six. A a small vid screen <laughs> pops through the hologram, and Nack, you can see in front of Raimi in, in the holographic uh, activity chamber, a small butane lighter has <laughs> <laughs> come down into view, and it just starts burning his his face off. Oh my gosh. Uh, right, so, oh, maybe this is the time I should mention that your characters are taking this damage in real life as well, so I need you to track a couple of hit points right now. <laughs> Combat has begun. Let's go ahead and, wh why don't we just roll for initiative, and now that you guys know what's going on, you can, uh, roll your normal character's initiative. Mine is actually a 13. Oakley duckley. So, as this thing comes down, nearly burns <laughs> Raimi alive, you see... Knack in the window, Cattywampus limp into frame, and both in the, the digital world, his headless body <laughs> wanders down the middle of the road. And yeah, he, he seems to be in the hall of the Drift Rider now. He says, Oh good, you made it. Um, All you need to do is figure out how to beat the dragon. Bumfuzzle wrote this script for the, the monster, the hideous beast, and said it would be nearly unbeatable, but well... Just figure out a way to kill it or you're all dead. So you have to do it, basically. Can, can you tell me the script? Can you give me anything? Any hints? Any, uh... Yes. I have seen the one that hates us use a trick to incapacitate the beast. 
if you rub its belly, it will curl onto its back. That is Mr. McScruffin's only weakness. <laughs> we gotta rename this dog. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, so we, we are gotta in, rename this dog. <laughs> we are in initiative turn order, and believe it or not, <laughs> the person in the know, Nack Sizrak. Uh, you you are first. What do you want to do? Okay, so for the sake of this, I am thirty five feet away. Prong. Can I can I just move here? And and uh, is that? like a weird cover thing. So if you do want to move into the bush that you were hiding behind um, and, and try and take cover, you can and make a, a, a stealth check, a hide check as well. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm actually going to uh, try to use this gnarled lightning staff, which is just such a great idea, uh, just to see if I can do anything to attract its attention. Okay, so you want to attack uh, from over there? Go ahead and... Roll me a d20. Oh, <laughs> Natural one. Sweet. <laughs> Guess what time it is, everybody? Aw, oh, beans. <laughs> oh, no. This is the worst <laughs> episode of this show. So is this a spell or is this a ranged attack? It's a ranged this attack. Is, this episode just got better. This is a magical crit <laughs> fail. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Obviously, the goblins took only about 10 minutes to program into this the HAC virtual reality uh, game. Let me roll that up for you real quick. Okay. <laughs> from uh, from our good Crittermander friend Rabbit. This is a very nice one. They're very nice to you. It's called Annoying Eyelash. You let loose with a, a magical attack from this wand and sparks fly. You reflexively blink to avoid the sudden flash and as you do an eyelash gets stuck in your eye. You spend the next 1d4 turns with a minus 2 to attack roll, but you can use a standard action or move to clear this next round. Go ahead and roll me. Oh, just, just for a turn. That's for Why did Just that... for four turns, you're fine. Proc. Alrighty. That's not bad at all. Yeah, it's got off, got off light. So next in the turn, Edril Varel Berries, the Cleric of Serenry. Evil dragon must be smote by Serenry's power, and I will hurl... A magical attack against the creature. Oh, that's not something you have at all. No crap. No, he uh, picked up a rapier. I don't have any more clerical abilities. You have one more heal for the day. Oh, dang it. I would... Really uh, should have play tested this more before they put you into the death chamber. <laughs> well, if I, I have very limited use of Serenray's power, perhaps I shall close in on this creature and I will move closer. Got it. Uh, next in the turn order is Andal the Seventh. Charge! <laughs> Running. I charge! And I chorp at the Jorgen! Chorp. <laughs> Alright, roll me that d20 attack. Ooh, or that's a 17, brother! Or. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Don't forget I put my magical potion on it, brother! <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to forget that, you best believe. Uh, yeah, so you come at this thing <laughs> and hit it with, like, the flat side of the blade. It doesn't look like you know what you're doing with it. That is actually a miss. Oh, brothers, we're, we're boned. <laughs> 17 is a miss. This is a very dangerous dragon. Next in the turn order is the dragon. Bork, bork, it says. It's got a couple of targets here, and it's just going to start tearing into them. It comes down, and the dog's face, uh, it's going for Andal. 
or nor. All right, and it yeah, it does indeed hit. Oh, minimum damage, so that's not that bad. That is eight points of damage. Or nor. How is Andal doing? It's just turning so sweet to Chef right now. <laughs> bork, bork, bork. Well, the more damage I take, the more Swedish chef I get. Awesome. <laughs> right, well, how, how, how are you doing on hit points? Not great. I'm, I'm almost bloodied. It's going to send a couple more attacks your way. Claw. Both of the, <laughs> these are hits. This thing is horrific. So that's 15 points of damage. How are you doing that? Dead. Excellent. So, <laughs> Andal falls to the ground, bleeding out from bites and claw marks. We got a couple more attacks on this dragon. Uh, its two wings move over its shoulder and start clawing at Astoria. Both hits a monster, I say. But these are a lot less. These are D4s plus two. So only eight points of damage. Astoria is still doing all right. Uh, not great. Uh, <laughs> am, am I allowed to talk at any point in this turn or do I have to wait for my turn to do it? Yeah, no. What do you want to say? All right, guys, I got an idea. And this is just going to sound really crazy uh, but you gotta trust me here Astoria can can you get to its belly just rub its belly I know that sounds weird <laughs> but you gotta trust me on this one uh, are, are you taking are you taking the goblin's advice I don't know why I'm taking the goblin's advice on this but uh, you guys don't even know what goblins are talking about but uh, oh crock <laughs> Astoria, I don't know what Guy Snacks is talking about, but if you rub its belly, you will die. I just want He's crazy. Yes. He's you will crazy. Die just the like... goblins are dead. Astoria, please, please listen to me. Can I roll a diplomacy check? <laughs> the gobs must be crazy. <laughs> uh, you, you won't have too much time to roll a diplomacy check because it's her turn right now. Oh. Astoria, what do you want to do? You've just seen your, your comrade these past few days, Andal the Seventh, get bitten to death by a, a bloodthirsty furry-maned dragon. <laughs> Let me take some of the halfling's advice and, first of all, take a step back. Can I take a guarded step back? Uh, yeah. Okay. I am going to aim my bow and arrow, my beautiful black arrows, at the dragon's chest. Alrighty. Make me an attack roll. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> 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 I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna dignify that with a response. We're moving on to Samus Mail, the tricky dwarf. What do you got, Miles? So Samus Mail is going to try to stealth his way uh, to the dragon and rub its belly. All right, so you're trying to sneak up. Go ahead and give me that stealth roll. Seventeen. Excellent. I want you rolled. A three, it doesn't seem to see you sneak up and approach it underneath. Go ahead and give me a touch KAC attack. So this is going to be your base attack bonus plus your strength. Uh, You've rolled a five, and that's going to be about a ten, I think. Is your base attack bonus? No, it's not even plus five. What am I talking about? Your your technomancy. That is a miss, and... It uh, sees what you're doing. It goes down to bite you. Uh, okay, for 13 points of damage. Snacks on the dwarf. Heavily. <laughs> He's gone. Are you dead? <laughs> yeah. Yay. Oh, and next in the turn fuck. order, we're back on turn two. 
Nack Sizrak. Nack, uh, Drew, why don't you give me an intelligence check? That's an eight. Oh. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> roll. Terrible roll. Yeah, you're not too sure about exactly what's going on here. What do you want to do? Okay. Um, so, Isoki have a plus five, I believe, to uh, to acrobatics checks to roll underneath large creatures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What you going to do with that? I'm going to attempt to do that to try to rub its belly myself. Excellent, excellent. I fully endorse this plan, so you know it has to be completely sound. Oh, Prague, this is not... <laughs> go go right ahead. No, you said you want to do it. All right, so I'm going to roll this acrobatics check, <laughs> which is hey! a natural 20, I believe. Uh, that's going to do it. <laughs> Plus 8 is a 28. I'm using the Pathfinder CMD for a red dragon. That's a 25 CMD, so we just got it. Uh, Yeah, so you want to try try and rub its belly as well? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and make me that attack roll. So here comes a a D20. So that is an 11 plus my BAB. Minus your strength, or are you at 10 strength? uh, I'm at 8 strength. Okay, so what, like a thirteen? Proc. That's a hit. Oh! <laughs> uh, right. So you do indeed rub its belly, and it kind of uh, rolls over a little bit, and makes like a oh sound. It is stunned for three rounds. Next in the turn order, Tyler Edrelverberries. You see, you see, guys, snags go up and rub the dragon's belly. Ah. While the dragon is stunned, I will take this opportunity to heal our good friend Astoria. May the light of Serenray heal your wounds. Oh, but Serenray doesn't like <laughs> Serenray doesn't like evil people. Perhaps you should check your etiquette. One point of healing to you. I am a mercenary, after all. It's a classic, classic gold. Okay, <laughs> that that is your turn. Uh, the the corpse of Andal the Seventh derezzes, and then it materializes him standing up at full health, about twenty feet away from the dragon. Forgetting uh, oh, completely, goblins. forgetting completely that he was dead. Uh, but yes, you took all that damage. IRL Gibbert, your uh, Andis one four seven. All right, fine by me. Taking damage, but. Andal is back up with with 20 hit points. Is the potion still on my blade? That is correct. I charge! (laughs) 19! Oh! 19 is just a hit! Yes! Go ahead. So so what does my greatsword do? Is it D10s? The the greatsword is indeed 1D10. That's an 8. Nice! 8 points of damage. That's actual damage that's going on this monster. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the healing potion takes effect. Ow. <laughs> that you've coated it on it, and yes. All that all the, all that damage is gone as as the mixture seeps into its wounds. And it uh yeah, it's it's doing pretty well right now, actually. <laughs> it's See, Dargon friend, I have helped you. <laughs> Merprints now, right? Uh, oh boy. Oh. And next on the turn, <laughs> the dragon's back. 
So it it, uh, it does see it's got what Mac. You have staggered the Dorgan for three turns. So it can only make a move or a standard action as you are rubbing its belly. If you continue to rub its belly, but it it does take a bite at Andal again. Obviously, we just healed it up. Four, 14 points of damage. Oh, oh my. Yep. Yep. Things are getting serious because in real life, back in the hack of the Drift Rider, there's just a uh, one of Edris's blades just like chopping into the side of Andis 147. Just crunk, crunk, crunk. Okay. And that brings us back to Astoria. This is perfect. I have him in my sights. And she's going to... Uh, I'm actually going to dip one of my... Can I do a double attack since I'm not moving? You can. Okay, great. Negative two to both. I am going to take out my vial and dip one arrow into it before shooting it at the dragon. Go ahead and roll me a d6. Okay. I've marked down what what has been used. Go ahead and make me that attack roll. Alrighty. 16? You got a second attack going on? Yes. His laugh makes it. Oh, oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> uh, natural one on a ranged attack. I think those are both misses, actually. So, <laughs> we've got another critical failure. This one's called How Dare You, submitted by Grant. The target is in your sights. You shoot. Unfortunately, your aim was off in the shot near misses. They're nether regions. You both exchange shock looks at one another, and their look turns to anger. The dragon gets a plus four to hit you next turn. Oh, like it no. needs it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great one. That's great. Oh. Back to Samus Mail. Miles, your character, derezzes and then is back up in the... You had another man. You got another life. <laughs> uh, so you're back at full 20 hit points. Extra life? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, oh, oh boy. What, what does the, the dwarf want to do? Um, I guess he is going to, I guess, throw his daggers at the the dragon's face. Sure, go ahead and give me an attack roll. All right. Never mind. A three, that is a miss. And that is the end of turn number two. Knack, we're back to you. You're you're petting the, the puppy dragon's stomach furiously. Watching all of your, your teammates fail to hit this thing. Go ahead and roll me another intellect check. A little bigger bonus this time. 11. 11. Yes, excellent, excellent. Uh, so out of your the corner of your eye, neck, you see Samus male, uh, what looks like just Raimi uh, dressed up uh, as a, a, a very small dwarf in, in dark clothing, uh, slinging this dagger at the the dragon and it looks just like he does when he throws magic missiles and it clicks in you that it seems like everyone is just working off their muscle memory and they would be a lot more effective if they had their actual powers or if they switched weapons to something that was um, much more in tune with with what their character normally has. Hey Samus Mail why don't you try this Lightning staff! And I toss the lightning staff to him. I, I catch it, and my eyes start to light up. 
<laughs> it does of magic. It does feel pretty good in your hands. You don't know why. As a, <laughs> a thief dwarf, you've never touched magic before, but something feels right. Feels right. Oh, oh I know kung fu. Uh, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, do you want to keep rubbing its belly, uh, Mac? Uh, it's still staggered regardless of whether I'm rubbing its belly or not, right? For it two is, more turns? I, I will allow it, yes. I mean, it's not going to, like, extend it for more turns if I continue to rub its belly. Um, you don't know that. Maybe I just want to get you rubbing the dog's belly the entire episode. Yeah, I don't trust this. So, well, now I don't have a magic staff, so I don't know what I can do. Um... Okay, so I've tossed I've tossed that thing to Samus Male. I'm I'm casting get him, or I'm I'm gonna shout get him at the at the uh, the dragon, and I'm going to attempt to rub its belly again while Excellent. it's staggered. Excellent. Okay, it's got plus one to hit it. Yeah, do, do you want to tell anybody else to to switch weapons? Because uh, oh, I can do that. You. Everybody switch weapons. Um, so I'm gonna just break the fifth wall here everyone is using the wrong weapons but there is a right choice for everyone yeah so uh let's see andal uh pass your weapon to uh edril uh edril pass your uh weapon to uh astoria astoria give your weapon to me and let's take this thing down is that what you want to do yes on your guys's turn yes okay so uh you can uh wait edril for Handle to to give you this Orcus great sword and what what does your your teeny uh, kobold frame have have to say about that? Uh, I must admit, guy snacks, I have no idea what you're planning because I don't think I can swing this. Since motive on the on the halfling, I rolled an eight. Oh, are are you are not wanting to give up the blade? Is is that what Handel's thinking? I don't I don't know, Patrick. You made me the big dumb half orc. Let's just say you uh, uh, believe right. him enough to to. We'll do it your way for now. <laughs> Taking that weapon off, Edril. Do you want to go ahead and, and give uh, give this beast a whack with this this great sword? I mean, I will step up and try. All right, go ahead and attack as if you were attacking with your curved blade. Prepare to meet your doom monster with this. Oh my goodness, this is very heavy. That's a 20 to hit you, foul beast. That is a hit. I have done 14 points of damage. (laughs) Snickersnack, you bring this orcish blade right through its back, cleaving it nearly uh, the, the right wing from its body. It takes a ton of damage. Yeah, uh, Andal the Seventh, it's your turn. You're left without a weapon. Andal, here's this bow that I should have given to you the last turn. It's not your turn! I punch it. (laughs) (laughs) Eleven. Frog. I'm so glad we're adhering to these rules that I just made up five hours ago. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) for not uh, cheating at all because this will matter <laughs> after this episode. <laughs> the dragon's turn, it's gonna bite, uh... Who's it gonna bite? Oh, it's gonna bite Ant. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Oh, oh, that's a one! <laughs> and this this is <laughs> Mr. Mistruffin's the dragon, so it's a named character. I'm gonna roll... Oh, we've got one of all three this episode so far. I'm gonna do a melee crit miss. 
All right, so <laughs> the, the puppy dragon suffers. Uh, this is another rabbit submission. So many. Thank you, rabbit. Combat shock, the face of death. This puppy looks into the face of Andal, the seventh, its enemy, and sees only death in its eyes. As it, uh, <laughs> it's pummeling it in the stomach. It has to make a will save uh, or it, it cowers for its next turn. So will save for the dragon. It's fine. <laughs> they have a really good will save. But yeah, it is still, it looks at you with puppy dog eyes. Andal is like, <laughs> very sad. Uh, Astoria, it is your turn. Who has the rapier right now? You do. I believe Edril. Yeah, Edril handed it off as he came in, slashing with his uh, his new great sword. Okay, so I have it now? Okay. Hey, yes, here, Astoria, use, use the rapier for what reason I do not know. I prefer black, but blue will do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you can actually step forward. This thing is not this big. And uh, make an attack if you want. <laughs> okay, well, can I stand on top of somebody else? or? No, you can just move on the other side of the bridge. Okay. Uh, ouch. Go ahead and make a, a regular Alindra Vellis attack. All right, that's a 17. Oh, 18 boy. with get him. 18 with get him. And if you were running around the other side of the dragon, that is a hit for how much damage? 16. Alrighty, yeah, putting some damage on this beastie. That takes us back to Samus Mail. What weapons? So Samus Mail has the lightning stick or whatever. Right. Yeah, next so, threw it to him. So my question is, does does Samus Mail have the innate abilities of, of Raimi now? Is there some cognitive like thing that clicks with him? Um yeah, you can cast basically any spell that Raimi might know through this staff. Well then I cast magic missile! A classic! Uh, 15. Alrighty, so the last three attacks have averaged out 15 each turn. You guys are are putting some some damage on this dragon. It's not looking great. And that takes us to the top of turn four, four, I think. Uh, Mac, Sizrak, it seems like everyone's got their their plan in motion. They're doing damage to the dragon. What do you want to do? All right, same as me. Toss me those daggers. Andal, take this bow. Here you go. Is Andal going to take the the, <laughs> the bow now? It's not my turn. Oh, prog. <laughs> you can just throw it at him. I'm throwing it at him. My turn. What, what does Nack want to do? Uh, so Nack is going to uh, get him. And do I, can I still make an attack with these daggers? Uh, yeah, go right ahead. And it'll work basically <laughs> just like a, uh, a pistol, any pistol you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you just like rapid fire left five uh, daggers at him. Uh, Ayo. So that's a 23, uh, 24 with get him, and that is <clears throat> eight damage. That is a hit. All right. Yeah, three daggers right in this thing's chest. And next in the turn order, Edril Verilberries, a.k.a. Adrosferonis. What do you got? I don't know why this great sword feels so good, but it does. Attack again? Single attack? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's a miss. Two, as we learned earlier in this episode, in this virtual reality, it's always a miss. All right, that takes us back to Andal the Seventh, the angry barbarian. You've got a bow at your feet. It's at my feet. Prompt Did you catch it? I don't know if you said you caught it. Did you catch well, it? Well, I mean, make a reflex save to try and catch it. Andal, watch your step. 
<laughs> Watch your bow step. <laughs> no, I got it. You catch it with a 28. <laughs> Excellent. Let's see here. So, Nack is the only person who can do things that are in their character. Is that right? Uh, that is correct. You are still in the mind of Andal the Seventh, but you have the innate abilities, that muscle memory of Andis One Four Seven, and yeah, you feel this bow in your hand, and it feels like you want to drill an arrow home. It feels like perhaps a Corona laser rifle. You I don't have my character. Sh- I don't have my character sheet up. Hang on a second. That's okay. Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that. There we are. Oh, excellent, excellent. Much better. Yes. Uh, that is also a mess. Roll a seven on the die, even with get him. Okay, all right. So this guy's got one more turn of being staggered. It's got uh, four options to snack on now, and it's going right for Knack Sizrak. Prunking goblins. It's very unhappy. <laughs> 17 on the die, that is a hit. Very unhappy that you rubbed its belly. So it's it's taking you out with 14 points of damage. Still up. All right, and that takes us to Astoria, your turn. I am going to double attack with this blue sword. All right, 19 on the dice. I guess 16 with Gidim, is that right? No, higher than that because I'm flanking. That is just a hit. Okay, so 15 points of damage. Go ahead and make that second attack. Probably a miss. 15, yeah, four on the dice. That is a miss. And that brings us back to the bottom of the turn order. Samus Mail, the dwarf. Oh, well, this staff worked so well last time. We'll try it again with Magic Missile. Eight. Twelve. Twelve points of damage. Ooh, yeah. It staggers back a little bit, hit by these massive magical force missiles. It's still up, but it's, oh, it's not doing well. It's been slashed, stabbed. Shot with magic and arrows. And that takes us back to the top of the turn order. Naxxas rack. So we are going to once again get him. And I'm going to try to pet this doggy on the belly one more time. Oh boy. Uh, so that is a four plus. I probably have missed that. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> it comes to attack you. For 11 points of damage. Pronk. Yeah. Ah, and that goes down as the doggy bites him right in the leg. And that takes us to Edril's turn. Oh, no. Guy Snacks, you've fallen. I will avenge you. And I will recklessly swing at this creature twice. Ah, that's going to be 19 minus 4 is going to be a 15. Plus 2 is going to be a 17. Your massive orcish blade lands a murdering final blow on this dragon, and it falls backward, swaying violently in the most dramatic death scene in the history of overacting you've ever seen, <laughs> like clutching at its breast and, you know, putting a, an arm up on its forehead before falling to the ground with a thud, and the beast's puppy face yawns. Its, its mouth smacks dryly a few times, and its eyelids start getting heavy, and it closes its eyes and starts snoring. We're out of combat. Yes. Uh, if only we could have saved Guy Snacks. He was so valuable in this win. Alas, poor Guy Snacks. I knew him well. Uh, Knack, you res back in with a, another life uh, just fast enough to see the world around you derez and the hack uh, chamber return as the visors turn from 
opaque colored pixels to the clear visors and you all are burnt bludgeoned stabbed slashed and beaten uh massive wounds on i think just about everybody took some damage the computer disengages and you're all left gasping uh for air as, as most of it has been burned out of the uh, the chamber here bum puzzle rushes over with, with healing serums uh holding his own wounds and says huh, you're all right Oh, thank goodness. Um, I'm so glad you were able to slay that horrid beast and escape the hack. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm. next time you guys should really ramp up the difficulty. I didn't even take a scratch throughout the entire thing. Very poor programming. I'm very disappointed in the both of you. Uh, I dreamt I was a moron. <laughs> Knack rolls an intimidate check against the goblins. What do you want us? What do you want to tell them? Get out of here! <laughs> it's like, wow, wow, wow! No, no need to get angry. I'm just glad you are okay, and well, I'm glad we all learned a valuable lesson about telling the truth and friendship. Out! Okay, it's it's time to leave. Uh, let's let's all laugh about this uh, arduous trek in this episode while simply forgetting the moral fecundity of artificial intelligence virtual reality and the impending continuum that will surely spell doom for all sentient life forms across the galaxy. And Cattywampus comes over and, and slaps Bonefuzzle on the back. Yeah, let's forget about all that and go have an ice cream party. I hate goblins so much. Ice cream, my favorite dessert. I do like ice cream. I do too, friends. The end. No, I'll say when the end <laughs> As, as you guys walk out of uh, the party, walks away out of the chamber, the ship's dog, Mr. McScruffins, or TBD, <laughs> walks by and sniffs in the chamber at the spilled blood and burnt flesh here. It looks slightly perturbed. And then hiccups, a small fireball escapes its snout, followed by smoke. The dog turns to the ship's monitors and says right into the camera, Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Make sure to spay and neuter your dragons. And oh, yeah. To be continued. Hey, everybody, real quick before we let you go. As I mentioned earlier, PAX East is upon us and we will be there in three days. We would love it if you stopped by and said a friendly hello. We also had these really sweet lapel pins made just for PAX that feature the Cosmic Crit logo on a nickel base. If you want to check them out, we've got photos up over on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, they just came in on Saturday and holy cow, do they look great. And I cannot wait to give you one of them. If you want one of these bad boys, all you got to do is track us down at PAX East on Thursday, Friday, or Sunday. Uh, we'll be the ones wearing the Cosmic Crit t-shirts. And say hello. Uh, we'll be updating Twitter and Discord with where we are and what we're up to all day long. But if you don't want to play Akata and Yosoki looking for us all day long, you will find us on Thursday at 3 o'clock in the rear of the Expo Hall playing Starfinder. That's over in sort of the Paizo Society play uh, setup back there. You'll see it. It's the, it's, it's the, the big group of nerds, and some of us will be wearing Cosmic Crit t-shirts. Um, I believe there are even still a few slots open for the table that we're going to be playing at. So if you get there quick, you may even be able to join us for a game of Starfinder, which would be so much fun to play with listeners.
and hopefully it would be fun for you to play with us too. But I don't know. That remains to be seen. Anyway, whether or not that is the case, we cannot wait to see all of you fine folks there and hear all about you and how your PAX has been going. Um, if you'd like to reach out to us, and we love it when you do, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at, at @cosmiccrit by email at cosmiccrit at gmail.com, or you can join us on Discord, where we love yucking it up with the whole heap of awesome folks over there. All of these, as well as our Facebook and subreddit, can be found over on our website, cosmiccrit.com. I know, it's easy, right? So why don't you come around and say hi sometime? Don't be a stranger. One last thing before I let you go. We've now got a YouTube channel where you can listen to episodes, see artwork, and we're hoping to add some some amount of a visual component to the show in the future. So, if you go over there and sub to that channel, you will be the first to know when new cool stuff drops up there. Alright gang, thanks so much for listening. We will see you in Boston. Have a fun, safe PAX East, and we will talk to you next week. All right, I'm never giving you guys any prep for these ever again.